Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. How realistic a, a cure is for diabetes, I don't know. Maybe we'll learn a little bit more about uh, how close that, that goal is. But it's entirely reasonable to, to believe that if we get to that point, Alberta may be the place where that's found. Uh, coming up next week, um, uh, November 17th, uh, in fact, five top researchers from the University of Alberta are going to be involved uh, in an event presenting their research and some recent research projects, taking some questions as well in terms of the landscape of diabetes research in Alberta and, and why so many important developments are happening here when it comes to some of this uh, cutting-edge research. So joining us to talk more about some of this, in fact, we've got a couple of uh, researchers who are involved in this. Uh, joining us on the line is uh, Dr. Greg Corba, Scientific Director of the University of Alberta's uh, cell therapy manufacturing facility, part of the original team that developed the Edmonton protocol for type 1 diabetes. Uh, Dr. Corbett, great to have you with us. Thank you. Also joining us is uh, Dr. Andrew Pepper, a leading investigator in stem cell therapies for diabetes uh, at the University of Alberta as well. Dr. Pepper, welcome to the program. Thank you, Rob. Pleasure to be here. All right. Well, let me start with you, Dr. Corbett. Obviously, if, if either of you want to jump in and, and answer one of these questions, by all means. But, you know, when we look back over, you know, the last five or last 10 years in terms of where we're at today, uh, how exciting has the, the progress been? Well, what we're doing here in Edmonton at the University of Alberta is treating patients with type 1 diabetes whose uh, cells have been destroyed that make insulin. So we're taking... Uh, insulin-producing cells from human organ donors and transplanting them into these patients. And we've had really good success. We uh, have improved these patients' quality of life. We've gotten some of them off insulin. So it's really been been an advance. Yeah. Uh, one, of, one of the problems that we have is the supply of human insulin-producing tissues to transplant. So Andrew and I have been working on procedures of isolating insulin-producing cells from neonatal pigs. So we feel like we have a really good source right now, and we're also coming up with strategies to uh, help prevent the rejection of these cells. Uh, Dr. Pepper, where, where can uh, stem cells factor into that then? Sure. Like Dr. Corbett said, one of the biggest limitations is, is precious human donors where these cells are derived from. So uh, whether they're animal-derived or stem cell-derived, it really represents a ubiquitous source of insulin-producing cells where you could potentially treat every individual with type 1 diabetes through the cell therapy. So stem cells are, are nice. They're, re they're rejuvenating. They're uh, an unlimited supply. And what we can do with these cells is is change them into any cell in the body by giving them very specific cues and coaxing them to become an insulin-producing cell. So we're working with a group in Toronto that has a, a, a line, a cell line that the body cannot see. So hopefully we won't require anti-rejection drugs um, and we can apply that uh, to our current clinical procedures and hopefully not have anti-rejection drugs and have an unlimited supply of cells that we can treat more patients. 
When we talk about the idea of a cure, Dr. Corbett, what are we referring to? We're we referring to this kind of an approach where it, 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 for all intents and purposes, becomes a cure because it's it's so manageable. Is that where things are going? I would not call what we're doing would be a cure. Right. It is, it's a different form of therapy. So type 1 diabetic patients have to take daily insulin injections and we do know that that doesn't completely control their blood sugars and then they can develop complications so we're just it would be a different therapy it would be a transplantation of insulin producing cells so I'm always hesitant to use the word cure yeah but I think what we're trying to accomplish and I think what we will be able to is how get many more patients off daily insulin injections which will improve how they control their blood sugars and definitely improve their quality of life. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. So, and Dr. Pepper, where are we at then when it comes to, you know, deploying this more more widely? Uh, obviously, we're, we're seeing some exciting results, but what, what do you see as the timeline going forward here for this? Right. Always hesitant to, to project on, on timelines, but um, like sci- all science, it's incremental and we add to a body of knowledge that hopefully we can rapidly apply to clinic. So right now we can transplant about 5 to 10% of the patients with type 1 diabetes, but hopefully as we advance stem cell therapies, uh, less immunosuppressive drugs, we can increase that to almost 100% of patients. Um, and we're lucky here in Alberta, we have a legacy of cell transplant excellence with the Edmonton Protocol. So we have the infrastructure, the expertise and knowledge in place to rapidly translate findings that we develop in the lab right to patient care of Albertans and all Canadians as well. Yeah, and, and obviously, you know, Greg, you, you got a history with this. I mean, you know, going back some, some 20 years or more and developing the Edmonton Protocol, maybe you could speak to, you know, how Edmonton and how the University of Alberta became such a, a crucial hub when it comes to, to treating uh, and researching diabetes. I think that the University of Alberta has a strong history in diabetes. Um, there is a, a biochemist here, uh, Dr. Collip, who helped discover insulin in the 1920s with Banting and Bess. And I just think that the U of A has had a very strong history of diabetes. And we've been working on uh, clinic or islet transplantation and doing lots of research on it. And we've just built it up because it's not just one individual that helps bring a new therapy into patients. It has to be a strong group. And we've also had a, a lot of support from the Faculty of Medicine here, the, uh, the Alberta Diabetes Foundation and the Alberta Diabetes uh, Institute. So we've had a lot of support, which has helped us become a very strong uh, group. Yeah, and I mean, Andrew, I think you've been now almost 10 years at the Alberta Diabetes Institute or since you came to the Institute. So, I mean, your, your perspective on, you know, what you were coming to in Edmonton. Yeah, it's, Edmonton remains, um, for the last 20 years, really the, the true epicenter in the world for cell therapies to treat type 1 diabetes. So when I was looking to establish a lab and looking around the world, Edmonton, Alberta was, was the place to be. So I hope to um, help in some capacity um, 
advance the legacy of islet transplantation and diabetes research here at the U of A and, and in Alberta. Well, as I mentioned, uh, it is Diabetes Awareness Month, and uh, you're going to be involved in this uh, presentation next week. So kind of an overview of some of the latest research and research projects, taking some questions uh, as well. Uh, more to ualberta.ca. Uh, thank you both for joining us uh, here this morning. We really appreciate this. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you, Rob. All the best. All right, so there you go. That's uh, Dr. Greg Corbett and uh, Dr. Andrew Pepper at the University of Alberta. Uh, really a, a part of, of the uh, the much bigger team there that's that's doing some really cutting-edge work in uh, researching treatments for diabetes. And uh, they talked about, you know, some of where, where things are at and some excitement around where things are going. Uh, you know, the word cure gets thrown around a lot. And, you know, I can understand in the public where there, there can be some cynicism around that. Like, here we go again. And, you know, even the word cure, you know, is what, what does that actually mean? And you know, when you look at something like AIDS, I mean, we haven't cured AIDS, but in, in some respects, we kind of have, right? When you've got something that's treatable and manageable, that's, that's kind of close to a cure. So maybe that's more along the lines of what we're talking about, but who knows, you know, in terms of some of the breakthroughs that are happening, it is pretty exciting. And yes, Alberta is, especially the University of Alberta, really crucial in, in, you know, developing these next stage treatments and getting us that much closer to that goal. So that's exciting.